0: Requires high speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: The Athletic.
2: Welcome to an emergency Why Always Us. I'm David Mooney, joined by Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Hello, and uh, we're talking emergency, uh, not because Saudi Arabia have just uh, beaten Argentina in the World Cup, and you were invested in uh, Lionel Messi winning the World Cup, um, but uh, more because uh, we've just had the news that uh, a deal has been agreed for Pep Guardiola to stick around at City. Yeah, um, Sam, over to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it is emergency because I was—I've been—I was working on the Argentina game, you know, and it was like a kind of okay, by the final whistle, I'll have this bit ready and obviously it was a bit mad how that was developing and then halfway through the second half we kind of got the go-ahead to publish the story um it was Sunday night though that we knew about this um behind the scenes um I think that 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 agreement that you talked about there for the for the two-year deal that came over the weekend um you know me and, me and Paul are having discussions about that Paul can't be here now because he's putting together the kind of the background read on how it all came about and I think people will be very pleased to read that I guess that'll be
2: published. I don't know, tomorrow it, it, maybe. Yeah, it might. It, it um, might be at the same time as this. It might be slightly before or after. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll I don't know. It might. It again. might be
1: around the. It might be around the official announcement. But I don't think that official announcement is too far off. Um. So yeah, like we, Sunday night we were kind of ready to do something, and then put the brakes on a bit. Boring journalism, politics, blah blah blah, and then yeah, all of a sudden yeah, for whatever reason comes about during the second half of the Argentina game, just as they're kind of trying to lay seeds to the Saudi Arabia goal, and probably one of the like that's going to be one of the all-time World Cup games, isn't it? Yeah, like when Argentina lost to Cameroon in nineteen ninety, like that's going to be that. Um, people still talk about it. So yeah, great game. And then this um, Pep stuff was kicking off, but yeah, um, I don't think anybody's too shocked by it. Obviously, it's it's great news. It's the news everybody wanted, and it's you know it's like if a team's pushing for a goal and then the goal comes, you're still happy about it. But it was coming. It, and it felt like that, didn't it? It, it didn't it did. feel like, it didn't feel like two years ago when it was like, he could go here. He could go at the end of the season, City are playing well. He's irritable. Looks like he's had enough and he could go. And then he signed the new contract and all of a sudden it was, oh wow, great news. Well, a lot of people thought it was great news. To be fair, I didn't. I didn't know if that was necessarily.
2: We, we fix still, things. we still wanted to be convinced, didn't we? And then, boy, were we well, convinced. Well, in fairness, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't like they fixed it straight away. You know, it was no, no, another no. month of the same performances, and then you know, kind of Fernandinho got all the players together and all of that kind of thing. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's just different to last time. Last time was very much a, he could go here. This time was, I think, everybody knew. Well, everybody knows. I, I, I can't sit here and say. Oh, he's got you know great support of Man City, and there's this and there's that. Obviously, you know there are little examples of that we we can talk about, but also I don't want to steal the thunder of the article that Paul's putting together now. But you know, there's things that there's gestures that the board have done, yeah. Um, in the last year or so and, and last couple of months just to kind of push and prove to Guardiola that, look, we're going to give you everything you want and it's not just we're going to sit down and offer you an extra like five million a year. We're going to show that you've got everything you need. You know, Akanji is a big part of that. You know, Akanji, after he came in, we were going on about the company. Um, comparisons early on, you know, he's not he's not been quite so 10 out of 10 in, in a few games since then and been moved around to right back, hasn't really worked, but he might have a very important role in, just City generally, no matter how good he is, because City signing him when Guardiola was very worried about a centre back and the depth at the back um, was a big sign to Guardiola that okay yeah these guys are gonna they are gonna back me you know they're serious when about he keeping signed, me around yeah exactly like because we talked didn't we and you know how much of City squad building is we don't wanna, we don't want to keep loads of players around if they're not if they're not um, if they're not going to play. Um, you know we're not just going to keep players here against their will or we don't want too much competition because if you've got players who aren't playing there'll be you know, bad faces on the training pitch and all that but all of a sudden there was five centre-backs we were going well how does that work and it's not City's normal squad planning way is it but this was you know it was what Guardiola wanted he was worried after Nathan Aki went off against Newcastle that they wouldn't have death at the back because you know the problems they had because Laporte was still injured I think Stones was injured and I don't think Guardiola's got much faith in Stones being injured uh, or being fit consistently being fit the- yeah um, obviously Diaz we've not seen Diaz too much recently um so there's a bit of an inconsistency there so obviously Guardiola was like well I think we really need something and the team and the, the management were like all right well we'll go and sort it out for you and that was a kind of big gesture um you know like I said there will be more in the article and then look I think he basically decided that he was going to stay the agreement he was, kind uh, of came over the weekend
2: yeah I mean the, the thing was I mean we we talked about this um over the last I mean I I can't I've Kept on the podcasts kept dropping in that question any news any news any news for the, for the for the start, this start of the season um and then it was it was going into the was it going into the brighton game uh, or was it going into no sorry, the brentford game or was it going into the Fulham game the week before where he, he basically in the entire embargoed pre-match uh, was talking about how great it was and you know that discussions would have to be had but it was he was basically saying i am likely to stay around Something or might every- change, but I'm I'm in I'm in the frame of mind where I kind of yeah. want to stay.
1: Everything everything was a rundown basically before from before the Leicester game. Everything was kind of a rundown to this, not necessary, not even as directly as him saying like, "Oh, I'm happy and blah blah blah." It was just kind of when he talked about complacency, which is why I kept those quotes and did a whole article on it after the Leicester game. And he talked about how the last time that he did back to back, you know the the, the reaction wasn't there. There was a bit of complacency saying. He goes, but this time is completely the opposite. And he talked about specific examples last time. But now there's none of that. So obviously that is one box ticked. The players are still listening to him. And the players, you know, they're not consistent. And they're not complacent. But then obviously after the Fulham game, he kind of doubled down on that. And he talked about... And this is another thing. I think he'd already made that decision. Or, you know, kind of he was leaning towards staying. Obviously he hadn't agreed. But he was leaning towards staying before that Fulham game. And then, you know, that Fulham game and the commitment, you know, we, we talked... For ages, about yeah, how good yeah. they were in that game, the individual performances, the collective performances, all that kind of stuff. After that, how beaming he was about, you know, he goes, We haven't won the Premier League today, but this is one of the, like, the highlights, you know, we had to celebrate this with our people and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, You, you can worry about being six or seven years together. He goes, Hundreds and thousands of meetings and travel and all of this are they tired but you could see they were there they were still kind of I don't think he said with me but that's it isn't it yeah. when that, they talk yeah, about being yeah. bored or tired it's not ne- it's not specifically just with the manager but it often is and it's the old thing if you either change the manager or you change the players but clearly in this case he doesn't need to change the players well they changed, so, they changed the a so few
2: players in the summer <laughs>
1: so he doesn't feel like he needs to change himself well there, there is that there is that I mean it, well there, there we go It's already, it's already done isn't it in terms of in terms of shipping out players again I don't want to tread on the toes of this article but you know there was there were kind of other motivations as well as the players wanting to move on you know the players who moved out kind of needed to happen to evolve the kind of team and the team spirit and stuff not all of them but again you see that in the article and then the players coming in you know even going back to Grealish massive fan he was a massive fan of Grealish and then City was spent again it's not something City do but they spent a yeah, on it yeah. and then obviously they went for Kane knowing that um, number nine was a priority they had a bit of a wild goose chase there but they obviously threw everything at Haaland. We've talked about Haaland and how, you know, Madrid were kind of ahead in their race at January, but City kind of did all they could. Obviously, maybe, you know, um, Benzema being there and the Mbappe situation and stuff, looking like Mbappe was going to Madrid. Maybe that,
2: you know, kind of all was a perfect
1: yeah. storm, but obviously City did all the pushing that they could possibly do to get it. Yeah. There, there's,
2: there's no point in having a perfect storm if you're not going to take advantage of it, is
1: there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, he couldn't sign he couldn't sign for real madrid for whatever reason but he didn't go to bayern munich he didn't go to man united or whatever city did what they did obviously because they got the financial means to do it but like with everything else they work hard they work smart and obviously they got the sporting project that speaks for itself so it's just all of these kind of factors combined to go back to what i was saying earlier we were nobody nobody was really expecting he was going to go it would have been a shock if he hadn't signed a new contract and we're all kind of i don't know if anybody ever wrote it i'm sure they probably did but it always just seemed like yeah during the world cup they'll sort it out and considering it was basically done around the time Qatar were playing ecuador if not before then it, it was hardly a we'll sit down during the World Cup and we'll sort it out. It was literally just... Yeah. We'll just, but we'll I was, just, as in, we'll sit down and we'll negotiate and say, I'm not sure about this, I'm not sure about that. We need to do this or we need to do that or you'd better sign this guy in January, blah, blah, blah. It was... Give us a paper, then. Where's the pen?
2: Yeah, I was going to say it's it's exactly that, isn't it? Because all all the all the noises in the run up to the World Cup was ah no no well we need to we'll talk during the World Cup. I mean the 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 other thing he said uh, in in those pre match press conferences was um you know the the, uh, that cheeky has to respect that uh, I'm on holiday I'm on holiday for the for the World Cup at the beginning of the World Cup it's like you've done it immediately so it's like how how much on holiday were you actually really it was just it 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 was all just kind of kicking the can down the road yeah yeah well I mean he was like.
1: He was at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, wasn't he? Was there a golf event as well in Abu Dhabi that I think he was at? I think Batashtuta was there as well, actually. Just because I, oh,
2: I happened to see an article. Yeah, him. I must, must admit, golf is not my strength, so I'm not going to answer that question.
1: Oh, I've just started playing. I'm um, really enjoying <laughs> it. But um, if, if we're really struggling for time on this podcast, then I can start. No, we can talk through your about, golf. Yeah. <laughs> about my various issues there. Um, yeah, so the, so he was in Abu Dhabi. Like, his, his brother was there, obviously, his brother. An agent, influential figure around City, um, Simon Pearce was there at the Grand Prix. Um, you know, big, but but again, you know, his ties to Abu Dhabi go back beyond City. I think so. It's no, it's no real surprise that he would be there. You you wouldn't be able to see like paparazzi pictures and go, "Oh, what's going on?" Because it's yeah. completely feasible that he would be there. But also, when you look at it and you just think, it's all you know, it was all obviously being sorted out. And but, but that's the thing, you know, Guardiola saying, "I'm on holiday." Maybe they had a quick detour in. I suppose the this, this season did finish two weeks ago, didn't it? Yeah. But um, quick detour to Abu Dhabi. I don't know, maybe that's the end of his holiday then. Is that the end of it? And he's going to go back <laughs> to, 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 to and <laughs> start planning now? Starting what, What's the yeah. date? The 22nd. Because the players are back on what, the 5th? T- the and then they go into Abu Dhabi for a bit. I think they're planning to play Girona on the 17th. Um. So yeah, that that's the kind of plans for going back. Maybe he's got a month, and he's just gone to you know Abu Dhabi to sort this out, and he's going to go go somewhere else now. You know, easy to get to the Maldives, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, he um, it, it was on holiday, but it was like I say, the wind was always blowing in that direction, wasn't it? He he'd obviously decided he was going to do it, um, and then it was just became a like I say, they don't have to sit down and. Well, unless the agent's been doing it behind the scenes for that long saying, oh, I want this amount of money, I want this amount of money. It's just to just give us the pen situation, isn't it?
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
2: I can't imagine that there was a lot to, to really sort out. When you think back to the extension in, uh, what was it, 2019? No, 2020. 2020. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, when you think back to that extension, I, I can kind of imagine that there was a lot to sort out because the team weren't in good form. You could, like you say, he was looking a bit irritable and, and you could kind of see that he might need a bit of convincing.
1: Yeah, it seemed 50 50, didn't it? Yeah. Maybe at, at least, maybe, maybe it even felt a bit 60 in, 40 in terms of him going.
2: Uh, but this time around, you kind of go well. Everything kind of seems set up. You've had a you've had a great summer in the transfer market. You've had uh, a pretty good start to the season. Okay, it finished on a bit of a sour note against Brentford, but you know these things happen from time to time. Um, Everything is set up, and and he's he's looked really happy in the last few weeks, and the way he's been speaking has suggested that he's that he's been feeling that as well. It, it didn't feel it didn't feel like there was any pressure on this decision, like there would have been on 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 the one in twenty twenty. In twenty twenty, he had to he had to kind of I don't want to say win it back round, but you know what I mean. He had to turn things around from the, he had to turn the ship from the direction yeah. it was on. Whereas now he's just kind of maintaining the ship, keeping things ticking over because it's it's all running smoothly right now.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, and there's the other thing as well. Like, it is running smoothly, and you know Harlan's bedded in, and that's going well. But like, <laughs> do you remember when Guardiola came and he won the first six games, and we were all like, "Bloody hell, this is going to steamroll everything." <laughs> and obviously, they and obviously they didn't. But Guardiola was. Oh, there's so much more to come, and and looking back now, like at the time we were like, "What do you mean this is so good? Six games in a row? Like this is this is amazing." But like looking back now, is that that team compared to this, not just in terms of the players, but like in terms of how they play. And, how they used the ball, just just everything.
2: I did a nostalgia podcast on that season uh, with uh, Kieran Murray on Blue Moon recently, and mm. um, that like we're just reminiscing about some of the mad stuff that happened that year and and how they were playing. I was like, it's so it's it's so far removed. It's like it, it's, yeah. it, it's 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 the Gulf is is almost as big as as like when Stuart Pearce went to Sven for the next season. Like that, the change that you had in City yeah. that year. I mean, it's obviously different scales, but like the change from Guardiola year one. to, Guardiola I mean we've we've we, me and you have done a podcast a, a couple of it might have been about 18 months ago or so where we talked about the different eras of Guardiola the different styles that each of his teams mm. had and uh, and how they've all played he's revolutionized this side a couple of times um but from that for that first season is kind of the outlier it's the one where that doesn't really fit into any other era of Guardiola yeah. it's it and it's yeah. it, it's mad the gulfing class between that 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 good team and where they are now
1: yeah so i mean just a quick little signpost in terms of like the the eras of guardiola and you know how he's revolutionised a team and changed a team i think it's fair to say not everybody is either not necessarily happy but always understanding of what they're doing now in terms of the patient football people don't really like it do they as not i'm not saying it's overwhelmingly unpopular but whenever it's, it's not city don't win well or they don't well i mean in terms of people who don't support city there's obviously the whole boring stuff but then the people who do support city you know against brentford is oh you know we're too patient we should blah 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 and, and all of this um just as a quick signpost I have i wouldn't say i've done an interview with bernardo silva but i managed to get him in the mix zone as part of the group the group of journalists about a month ago by asking about five minutes worth of questions well I asked him about five questions and the answer for like a minute or whatever about how his roles changed over the years and then after the Chelsea game maybe in the Carabao Cup I asked him another couple of questions he spoke for about two or three minutes so I got a good like solid eight minutes of him explaining his the change in his game and also what Guardiola wants from them so in terms of this latest iteration and how he's kind of um, revitalized City and how it is now and what we need to kind of get used to when we're watching them that's that's going to come out I guess when Portugal played their first game in the World Cup hopefully Um, but then to go back to what you well what I was saying then about the first season of Guardiola and what you're saying like it's a bit of an outlier it's so it's so different now obviously they were kind of heading in the right direction but it was and it was and it was obviously they didn't win the league but it was it was good heading in the right direction but a bit rough around the edges and that's kind of my going back to Haaland like he's settling in he's going well but in terms of guardiola signing the contract again it always felt like why would you get this number 9 that you've been desperate for and not just a number 9 but this goal V number 9 yeah and then and then have a year and go out well, see you later like it, it just would have been so weird like this is such an exciting team now like foden alvarez Haaland, i'm going to say grealish as well um, you know, Rodri's really found his feet in there. Okay, there's a bit of work that's going to be need to be done in, in midfield with Bernardo and Gundogan. Let's say uncertain. Maybe in two years or like the summer after next, De Bruyne um, winding down or moving on or whatever. But, you know, defence, there's there's a good kind of well, foundation we got, Yeah, there. we
2: talked to five centre-backs. It's the full-backs yeah, with the defense I don't have a full-back,
1: it? yeah. But it's like, there's, it, it, it would have been weird mainly because of Haaland to just get him in and then say this coming summer no forget it i'm done now it's not i mean i suppose until they win the champions league you can use this phrase you know, unfinished business but it just seems like just continuing the business you know what i mean like business yeah, is going yeah. well like what why 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 quit on it now and sometime you know i'm sure when look when he leaves maybe it'll be like that november 2020 situation and everything's kind of crumbling and everyone goes okay it was best to leave in the end. But I'd yeah, imagine that when it does time. leave, it's probably going to be, you know, he's, he's got another Premier League title in his hands, maybe even the Champions League, and it's nine years or 10 years or 11 years or whatever. And he, he just, you know, it's been a long time, time time to call it a day. Enough, you can't go on forever. But at the moment, even though it's been seven years, which is more than anyone ever thought, which is more than he ever thought, it is just going so well. And clearly there's energy still in the tank, much, loads of it. So it's nowhere near that this is a good thing but all good things come to an end. It's nowhere near that. It's yeah, yeah. this good thing can carry on for a few more years. And like the thing is with the two years it's technically it's like a one and one. Yeah, I was so going to say let's did, just clear up the details go, of that. Yeah, so, so it's a two year extension so obviously that'll be from so we're still going to do the contract until next summer which is 2023 and then another two years until the summer of 2025. But if he did or if City did want to break it in 2024 they could do. But the the best thing to put that into context is that's exactly what they did in November 2020. Uh, And obviously, if Guardiola had have wanted to break it in the summer just gone, then he could have and he would have. And if City wanted to get rid of him, then they could have and they would have. But obviously, City are never going to want to get rid of him. And even if there's a break break clause in the contract or not, let's say there was no break clause in the contract, but Guardiola wanted to go next summer. City aren't going to force him to stay, are they? Yeah. yeah. They'll just go, fine, you can go. So it's not like oh he could he could leave. It, it's not it's, it's
2: not just, it's another Haaland release clause, isn't it? It's just a formalisation yeah, like, of, of exactly. That process. Like if
1: Haaland says I really want to go and here's Real Madrid paying 150 million, then they'll then they'll go. Oh, I fine. So it's the same thing exactly. But like yeah, if that clause wasn't there, just imagine Guardiola being kept against his will. Like it, it wouldn't really happen with any manager. Like City would do everything they could to persuade him, but they wouldn't make him stay. And obviously this this kind of contract situation just means that they don't have to mess, with it. it doesn't have to get messy, they can just go, okay, yeah, fine. But again, like I say, um, as long as the good times are keep going, you know, he, he realizes how good everything is. And and again, City aren't gonna get the city aren't gonna rest on their laurels now, are they? They're not the type of team. May, maybe some people who are annoyed about them not signing a left back. And I think that'll be in Paul's article as well. Um some interesting stuff on the left back chase previously, not necessarily going forward. Maybe some people would be like, well you know they've been lazy here and that's something you hear, isn't it? When City lose, yeah. uh, you know they've been complacent. they are not signed left back, not signed a striker. Blah blah blah. But City don't rest on their laurels, do they? So now Guardiola stay. They're not going to be like, okay, well, we'll just let things slide a bit. And if he gets a bit pissed off, that's fine. They're
2: going to keep on making him happy, aren't they? So, yeah, it's not. It's not the it final days like of Pellegrini, days, is it? Where, where they were, uh, where they're no. just keeping the shop ticking over till the man they wanted arrived.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's just yeah, as it is now everything's happy and they'll crack on. I also remember when Guardiola signed that new contract, his first one, was that the end of the first season or the, no, it was the end of the, the end of the centurions, season, Yeah, it? And I remember, I, I, I can't remember how long the contract was, but let's say signed a new two year deal. And obviously all of us like Manchester reporters, were like that'll keep him here for like five years. That'll be the longest he's ever stayed at a club. And I remember some people and and one fairly notable journalist being like, Oh, if he stays, if he stays, Oh you know It's, <laughs> and it was, it was just that kind of, there was always that kind of scepticism about, uh, but you know, scepticism among the kind of usual subjects really, but uh, suspect um, that, oh yeah, he might go, he, blah, blah, blah. But clearly it's just not, it's just not the same. And people are, people have done it with Klopp as well. like Oh, seven years, seven years. It's like, well, it's happened before. It doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Like the whole idea of, oh, Guardiola's going to crack under the pressure and go on a sabbatical all right, like if, if he does this contract, I, I feel, I still feel like saying if he does this contract, but when he does this contract, he'd been there for nine years. Literally nobody would have said he's going to be there for nine years when he came. Yeah. Since a, he hasn't
2: had a manager that lasted 16. that long since uh, Les McDowell in, in the fifties and sixties, uh, 13 no. years uh, up until Well, It doesn't
1: happen. It doesn't happen these days. Like how many, how many managers have, sorry, how many managers have stayed at teams for that long in, in the Premier League? Certainly in the last 20 years, it doesn't really happen. Um, it's, It's just, you know, it's just a a kind of sign of how well things are going. And as we've already discussed, you know, the way City continue that, you know, being shrewd with the business and even going back to like 27, yeah, 2017 when they were bringing in like Edison and that and they paid 45 million for Edison. And I remember somebody saying to me, "City, you don't mind paying that amount because they believe that the transfer market this summer is going to explode and fees will go crazy. And by the end of it, that'll look about right. And then Neymar happened to PSG, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And did did Liverpool sign Allison that summer? Uh, summer 70? after, wasn't it? Summer uh, after, yeah. Summer after. But it, and like Kepper went to Chelsea for for seventy. Like they are, you know, they do have a very good idea of what other clubs are doing and how the market's going to move, um, and all that kind of stuff just ties into being able to keep the keep the ship running. Um and yeah, Guardiola's. I mean, look, Guardiola's happy. They built in that big apartment in Manchester by you know, knocking different apartments through and all that, which was in Paul and Lou's book years ago. And from then on, as, as well as paying him very well, it's just all football stuff, isn't it? It's are the facilities good? Are the players good? Are you selling the players I want to sell? Are you bringing in the players I want to bring in? And the the answer's yes. And and here we are again.
0: Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch
2: Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. The weird thing with this season as well has been, I, I guess it's the feeling of, of that inevitability of it, of the, of the contract. Because when you think back to uh, 2020, I, I, I guess it kind of comes with City not playing too well into, at the start of 2020 as well. Um, but I just remember the uncertainty, the, the, the questions every single week about, um, you know, is it having an effect on the team? Is that one of the reasons why, why things aren't going so well? Um, this season, I guess, kind of proves that you can get on with the job while that speculation yeah, exactly. is, is is hanging over the club. It's purely it's, results and performances yeah. that
1: stuff. Yeah, is it um, a distraction? No, obviously,
2: clearly not because they're doing all right this season. Um, but uh, it, it's it, it's nice that that's been put to bed. I'm interested in kind of how it how it how, what what effect it has going forward as well because I've been I've long been a proponent of the arguments around City a team's not been able to compete with City. I think always boil down to they've got Guardiola and Guardiola is really, really good. I accept the resources element is that, you know, City can can go out and spend a lot of money, um, but there are other clubs that can go out and spend a lot of money. This is a discussion now that will carry on for probably another two years because Guardiola is going to, at least for the next two seasons, carry on doing what he's doing.
1: Let's not get into that whole <laughs> non non competitive. I mean, we've talked about it enough. You know, like it's nice to have this break as much as anything with the World Cup. It's nice to just have a break from the the daily grind of the city news cycle or just opinion cycle of oh, it's not competitive and it's not fair, blah blah blah. I've I've said loads of times, as you just mentioned there, that's that Guardiola's the difference there. Like yeah, like City have spent loads of money, Chelsea have spent loads of money, United have spent loads of money. Why aren't they? relentlessly winning it because th- i'm sure if guardiola was at those clubs i don't know maybe it wouldn't be four league titles out of five but i'm telling you they would have one more and that's that's the difference is that kind of consistency it's that level of coaching it's that detail and again one hand washes the other it's the way that the club support him and everything so yeah. the, the the clubs do support him well and obviously the money the city have got the way they use it puts them in a great position but it's guardiola that has really galvanized that and like i keep saying when the new manager comes in if he carries on and whoever it is that they win four titles in five years then there's either we're either gonna have to decide is this unfair and non-competitive or is the next manager brilliant as well but i'm convinced that the city aren't going to do what they've done with the next manager and we'll see then that oh it's not the money it's not state-backed it's not whatever it's just Guardiola, Guardiola is a the one. Yeah, he's the oh. one. Yeah, Guardiola is a genius, and he's kind of and he's pulling this all together. And you can you can spend a lot of money on players, and you can sign great players. Um, Jaden Sancho, great player, not at the World Cup, not even in the conversation, struggling at United. Like, okay, he left City. We can talk about. I'm I'm not, I'm not doing this to big up like Guardiola and City in this sense because obviously he left City. So on the other flip side of that coin is he left City because he didn't think of getting the first team at, at that point. Uh, went to Dortmund did very well and he wouldn't have had the opportunity to see at City but then if we're talking about bringing in top players like if Haaland had gone to United two years ago instead of Dortmund would we be talking about this this animal striker now or would we be talking about a player who just kind of frustrated because he didn't get chances it's just everything's set up and by that I mean the coaching to make these top players thrive so City identify good players they come in and they play better
2: Yeah, yeah like
1: so like the best football Aguero and Silver and Company maybe, Fernandinho ever played was under Guardiola. Like these are top players who'd already they they'd already, already would have been City yeah. legends if they'd have just left before Guardiola came. Um but they were playing the best football of their career. Like Sterling reached incredible heights under him. Um obviously De Bruyne. Like De Bruyne would have been a great player if he'd carried on playing on the right wing for Manuel Pellegrini. He would have been a great player. But he wouldn't be the all time. Um, best midfielder or player in the Premier League, you wouldn't be in that conversation without, him you know. It's just that it's, it just goes back to the whole stupid Guardiola's a fraud because he had Messi and Xavi and Iniesta. It's like, well, Frank Reichardt had Messi, Xavi, and Iniesta, and they were fucking shambles. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? Like, he he helped make them brilliant, and it's again, it's the whole he's he's not he can't win the Champions League without Messi situation, and it's like, well, he made Messi better as well. Yeah, like that well, is like, another one hand washing the other situation, like. He helped make Messi better. Messi helped like boost Guardiola's profile, obviously, because he was scoring all the goals and helping them win stuff. But he was scoring that many goals because Guardiola was kind of telling him where to run. You know, he he kind of introduced the whole false nine thing to him.
2: Yeah. Well, and, let's know, uh, let, let the let's, let's history. Like, yeah, yeah, let's. I mean, let's let's tap into that as well because uh, you you mentioned uh, you you used the phrase unfinished business uh, when you talked about the Champions League. Um, Obviously, Guardiola is is on the verge of signing. Stroke has just signed uh, this two year extension. We don't. I, I'm not going to turn the end of this podcast into when's he going to leave and what's going to happen because that's that's another can that can be kicked down the road for for, for later. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but. Um, there's this idea that as soon as he wins the champions league that's it he's done the set and that's it he's he's finished his business at city um yeah. how how true could that be because let's say i mean let's say for instance things go well he wins it this season then like, almost it's almost a case that that extension then is 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 redundant if that's if that's yeah. all he's here to do so i don't believe it can be
1: yeah it's it's a funny one because there's been pretty credible um pretty like, credible rumours going back to 2019. And obviously at that point, the end of the 18-19 season, obviously City were in the other competitions as well. And they they, they ended up winning the, the domestic triple. But there was, you know, pretty credible stuff going on there that, you know, Guardiola was like, oh, if, maybe maybe it was a jokey comment said in private, but I think he, he'd certainly said, oh, if, if, if we win the Champions League, I'm off. And that would have been like, after three seasons. And that, you know, that I do think that was pretty legit. Um, I, I think... Was that floating around? I can't remember if that was definitely floating around again after Porto, when obviously they did get to the Champions League final, or if that was just kind of going back to previous stuff. And again, it's one of those, isn't it? It's one of those kind of things that people say, but with no real basis. Like, oh, is going to have a sabbatical, and he'll, you know, he'll get tired and have to leave, which was bollocks. And, you know, one of those things people say, and then as soon as you question it, you go, what do you mean? Like I was asked a question on something the other day. It was like, oh, yeah. about Harland, and it was like, well, Guardiola doesn't really work with strikers, does he? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> what about Agüero? What about Lewandowski? Like, obviously, Thomas Muller is not the same as Lewandowski, but is a forward in that mould that he kind of put him in different positions. Like, but even Agüero and Lewandowski, two massive examples of him playing with a striker. Like, and again, it all goes back to that Ibrahimovic book and him losing his. Losing his ass because Guardiola decided to think, well, if Messi plays down the middle, then no he's going to be the him. best player yeah. of all time. So sorry, Ibra, but off you're you off, go. mate. And, and maybe he didn't handle it brilliantly on a man management kind of thing. And, you know, we know man management wise, you know, not all the players love Guardiola, but they certainly, you know, a lot of well, most of them respect him, or at least they do do what they ask. What he asks them to, because they, they know, didn't, they wouldn't win be matches. Yeah. Exactly, they're going to win matches. They're going to win trophies. So maybe he could have handled that better. But the whole thing just goes back to that Ibrahimovic complaint about well just being moved out for messi well, what do you mean doesn't work without a striker uh, and it's just one of, it's and maybe it's like one of those things oh in fact just a little sidebar all this ronaldo stuff before the world cup you know the interview with piers morgan yeah and basically he's come out of it looking stupid hasn't he everyone's just like this guy is like it's way off it like just like just who, who does who does he think he is kind of thing And then that's led to kind of conversations that, God, imagine he had signed for City. um, And imagine he had signed for City and then City had signed Haaland. And then he got moved out for Haaland, which is just a no-brainer, isn't it? Like, you'd have to say, sorry, Ronaldo, but we've got Haaland now, so this is how it's going to work. He would then be doing the same thing and he'd be kicking off and whatever. But that's the same thing as Ibrahimovic and Messi. And people take the Ibrahimovic stuff as gospel now. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. If you'd actually look at it, that decision to put Messi through the middle was absolutely bang
2: on. It's okay, ba- maybe the handling I would, of it uh, wasn't. Uh, may- it was maybe go as far as say it's one of the best football decisions of all time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But No, that's just in the kind of common conscience that, oh, he, he, he was, I don't know, he doesn't like big egos or whatever. Like, no, he doesn't like dicks. But, um, and then that's the other thing with Ronaldo, isn't it? Like, if Ronaldo had been at City now giving an interview saying, oh, well, this, that, and the other, everyone... Now, in real time, when everything's micro-analyzed and we've got the Athletic to write 3,000 words on everything and everyone's tweeting everything, everyone would just say, what are you talking about, mate? Like Harlan's amazing. You're being an idiot, which is exactly, I think, what happened 10 years ago more with the Messi and Ibrahimovic thing. But anyway, it becomes one of those things that people say which doesn't really have any basis. And I'm wondering now if that, he'll leave after the Champions League, is one of those things. Because... Obviously, they want to win it. Obviously, they're desperate to win it. And we said recently, didn't we, about you know Guardiola? If you list, if you just listen to Guardiola recently, you wouldn't think that he had he was too judgy of other managers or you know other teams and how they play football. He's just kind of like our teams can do what they do. But we know deep down, or certainly before, he was very much a that shit football. Yeah, it'll be everyone should play. Kind of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. I mean they. They got lucky; didn't they made away. They were they were very brave, but they got lucky. But you know, at least play with that bravery, play on the front foot. Trying, I mean, trying to have the ball more than Saudi Arabia did. But there's kind of i muddy in the waters there. But if you just listen to Guardiola recently, you just think he, he's not that bothered about the Champions League, is he? he? is more bothered about the team being consistent and in the Premier League. And you know, if they go out onto the pitch and they give everything, then he can't really have any complaints. And that's football. And he's moved on, yeah. and he seems very, kind of. He's just at peace, isn't he? I think we've said this before. He's just at peace with everything. He's just very zen about everything. Like he will get to the end of the season, and like last, I think we might have even talked about it in the running last season. Like if City had have drawn a game, not not necessarily the Villa game on the end of the season, because that would have been a real fuck. That's, that's a killer. But, yeah. But if, if City had have just drawn a game, like if that Palace game had have been repeated, where you know they would created enough decent chances and they were unlucky to not to not to score and not to win. And then obviously Liverpool won their game and they won the title by one point or two points. He'd obviously been bat- badly disappointed, but it'd have been like, well, that's football, you know. We did our job. We we didn't play badly in that game that cost us. And then it- you can just extend that to the Champions League. And I mean, it'd have been, I was going to say tearing his hair out. It'd have been like <laughs> at, the, at his wits end about the the Real Madrid game, like everybody was. But And he like, it- it would have been so down about that, but... And he, he he kind of knew the issues there. But City were good in those games. And yeah, they shot themselves in the foot a little bit, uh, more so in the first League. But he's just kind of zen about it all. And if they don't win, if he goes, if, you know, if, and this is the other thing, people on the outside now, because they've moved the goalposts so much, going back to when he came, it was all, can he hack it in the Premier League? He's going to crack under the pressure and have a sabbatical. People weren't saying, oh yeah, th- they're they're going to win. Two titles, but it was just oh yeah, well he, you know he might not be able to do it in the Premier League, you know this is different, blah blah blah. He's absolutely battered everybody's expectation. It's four My, titles in, in five. I, 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 I always go back.
2: To, yeah, there was a there was a Stan Colomore piece, wasn't there, in his first season. If Guardiola well, I mean, can come here and and think he can uh, win the title playing this sort of football, then he's got another thing coming.
1: Yeah, well, I mean,
2: that, that's on us for listening to those kinds of things. But,
1: but that is that is typical, isn't it, of the kind of stuff that was being said. Or oh, even if it wasn't kind of as inflammatory as that, the debates were kind of... What you know, he tackles. Well, you know, still,
2: still the best well, thing yeah. he's done at City. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it
1: is. But, like, the debates would have been, even, like, the reason debates would have been, oh, yeah, you know, we don't know how it's going to go, though. Like, this is different football. It is, like, more physical, blah, 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 blah. Nobody was sure back then how it was going to go. And now that's why he's so satisfied now. If he leaves City now, if he leaves City in three years or he leaves City in five years and he hasn't won the Champions League, if he hasn't won the Champions League in the next five years, then fucking hell. Something, like, something, has, something mad has happened. But if they keep winning the Premier League at the same rate, it's broadly the same. So now his situation is he's he's there every day. He knows that nothing is taken for granted. And while everybody on the outside is has kind of changed the goalposts and it's okay, well, it's City, isn't it? They've got loads of money and what you expect... They're obviously going to win the title every season. He's kind of there at the coalface, the kind of most luxurious, extravagant coalface you can get. But at the coalface, seeing the players coming in, seeing them too knackered to look at their phones after Brighton, seeing them too knackered to do anything after Fulham, and, you know, with 10 men and all that. And he knows the demand and that it takes and the desire from the players to come in and keep winning and keep winning. And we're not just talking, you know, we talked earlier on about City buying players... Um, that are good and they come in and they play well but you know United don't United do that and they don't play well Barca do that and they don't do that other teams like there is no guarantee that the good players you buy are going to come in and play well but with City it happens more often than not is that because they've got more money than everyone else or is that because of the environment but then teams that win trophies don't necessarily win trophies again City are the only team since United and the only other team the only other teams to do it were Chelsea in the whole Premier League era have actually defended the trophy because it's not just coming in, playing well and winning it. It's going again and winning it again. Yeah. And Guardiola sees that every day and okay, people are going to listen to this podcast with a completely different point of view to me and they're going to think I'm mad talking about you know this lavishly assembled squad with world-class players everywhere, 16 players at the World Cup. I go, it's easy. But it's not easy. That's hard. It's hard to manage that, that kind of amount of top players because look at all the managers who go into teams like David Moyes at United, Rafa Benitez at at Real Madrid and you kind of play a style of football that isn't up to the expectations of that squad and the expectations of the club in terms of well we're this team and we play in a certain way and we win and we attack and blah 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 and you get laughed out of town within within the first season. You know, there's coaches like Juan Marleo is a great example. Juan Marleo is every much as a football genius as Guardiola in terms of his tactics and his reading of the game but Juan Marleo couldn't Come in and manage Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United in the Premier League, and get top results. Because there's obviously something else in Guardiola. There's that kind of aura about him. There's, like I say, the man management. You know, isn't ten out of ten. But you know, it's the same. I don't. You know, at Liverpool, not all the players think the sun shines out of Klopp's backside either. It's just that's just normal. But there's something that can make these amazing football geniuses, tactical, amazing coaches, stand up at the very top of the game and do it but then not just do it but keep doing it so Guardiola's yeah. inside that every day he sees these players and I think this is what he said recently they've won so many he said they could think oh we've won the Premier League we're in the starting 11 why do we have to why do we have to bother pushing now why do we have to run this extra five yards why do we have to do what he's saying you know we've done enough now and that's happened with so many teams that's why teams don't win trophies back to back because it's difficult
2: I tell, I tell you no something season, as well.
1: so we don't give him credit so when just a finish the point sorry Guardiola is in there he knows how difficult it is for himself to be motivated for all the players to be motivated for everything to keep going and just it's so difficult you do not get that in football and all of us on the outside are going well obviously not us because not us but everybody on the outside is going that's too easy it's because of money what do you expect blah 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 he's on the inside of this and he knows if he goes and he doesn't win the Champions League he can say well look we did fucking brilliant work in Manchester because coaching is not just winning and playing well, but it's going and adapting your ideas as a manager to another league. Like How many coaches are coming in from like Germany or Austria, like Hassenhuttle? and it's like, okay, we want some of that, and you've got to adapt your football. and That is a challenge for a coach to say, yeah, well, yeah. this worked in Germany. Now I want it to work in, in England. And how many coaches coming from Spain to England? It doesn't work. It, that is the challenge in itself, just to get the ideas to come across, get to get the players to do what you're doing what you want them to do and that might not mean a trophy at the end of it it might not mean four Premier League titles in five years but it means you're doing what they want them to do and that is a success for a coach so Guardiola sees all that so if he left now and the first question to him was you didn't win the Champions League what do you reckon he would genuinely be like fuck me are you serious do you know how difficult that seven years was so all of us on the outside are going it's all about the Champions League isn't it it's all about the Champions League and I know this point's gone on for ages but I think it's a good kind of conversation about Guardiola, given where we are, and he's just signing this new contract, is it all about the Champions League. Obviously, he'd love to win it. City would love to win it, but he could look anyone in the eye and say, "I've done great work." Yeah, in England, and he said it before, didn't he didn't? He said like all the. I think he actually said in one of those kind of, "I'm being very arrogant, but I'm going to try and make it look humble." He he goes, "I've smashed all the expectations of me." He goes, "I could have left already." Like what? What we came here to do? We've done it. We have absolutely battered it. We could have gone already, but we're still here. We're still doing the job. Yeah. And it's not its not necessarily because they're waiting for the Champions League. It's just because the job's going well. They enjoy doing it. They've got a good thing. And yeah, so this Champions League thing, yes, obviously, if you leave City with the Champions League, then that will kind of, it's almost like the Messi, does he need to win the World Cup to cement his legacy as above Maradona, which is so kind of binary it's uh, but re- also it's so the thing, reductive yeah but it is reductive but that's how it'll be if they win the world cup then that's what it'll be it'll be he's the best player of all time he's done the same as Maradona now so he's the best player of all time and then Pelé will go I've got three what are you talking about <laughs> but then but then, but, but, the, but the thing is with City and Guardiola because of all the moving goalposts if he wins one Champions League let's say in let's say nine years then it'll be oh well one in nine years isn't a lot you know he's only won three in in all the years he's been a coach what 15, 16, 17 years. Or you had Haaland, what did you expect? Uh, that might even be the case if they win too. Go, well, you know, they're state-backed, aren't they? So what do you expect? So, you know, it's not going to be that, but it it, it's, it is. there is a bit of a you-can't-win situation with Guardiola because on the one hand, the the better it is, the easier it looks and the less praise you get. And on the other hand as well, as an extension of that. Well, there's an extension of that really. The more trophies you win there's the more that's expected of you and yeah they are really good so why aren't you winning the Champions League and that's how it will be looked at but the reality of it is you know Guardiola will be very pleased with his work so far and like very very justifiably so and yeah we'll see what comes next if it's a disaster then still did amazing work but didn't end ideally a bit like England conceded that penalty in the last minute against Iran That's was a bit of a pain in the the arse a bit like Brentford game before Christmas a bit of a pain in the arse but everything else was fine Yeah, everything else was great Um, but it chances are the, the next two years next three years or whatever will be great as well and then you know we'll analyze it then and whether, whether whether they've got the Champions League or not
2: yeah all I wanted to say was just on your point about um, winning back-to-back and not having the players uh, kind of drop off that five percent or whatever whatever the next season um, he did it with a group of uh, with a group of players that uh, Pellegrini had that Mancini had um, you know by and large and he got them to he got them to perform the next season when those two coaches couldn't and that's you know that's a yeah. that, that, that's a an actual example from city's history in the city's recent history of uh, of him doing exactly. something that others that other well, great exactly, coaches couldn't more, do city,
1: yeah. city were city were state backed and more money than everyone else when those coaches were there and yeah they they won they, they did win the premier league maybe newcastle win the premier league because it's the same thing if you do have money obviously it puts you in a certain bracket talking about coaches coming in and proving their worth if you've got better players then obviously it helps um, but obviously, you also need to be capable of managing those players. So it's a two-way street. Yeah. But yeah, it's City did not have that consistency. In fact, what what was that kind of new history that City were building? They win the Premier League and then it will go horribly wrong the next season. And yeah, like they, they, it, each kept, each it kept and the manager happening. It felt would have like to go. It kept yeah. it's just like it's just it's so mad in football. Like we just like look at all these examples. It's not like what I was saying with the uh, with our oh, Guardiola doesn't play with strikers, does he? Like, what do you mean? Just have a look. Just have a look. Like, just look at Wikipedia. you'll go and and, and surely the synapses will start firing up and going oh yeah he's had had some strikers there and oh yeah Manchester City they've had more money than everyone else for 15 years but have they been battering everyone like this no they haven't like Yeah. yeah
2: Um, let's just finish with uh, I want to read out a tweet from uh, an Arsenal fan that I follow uh, quote tweeting uh, David Ornstein uh, his announcement that uh, Guardiola's agreed that new contract Um, his uh, the Arsenal fans exact words are uh, just F off and spend some time with your family you freak Um, (laughs) upsetting the rest of the league already
1: (laughs) well yeah I mean well again it's a sign that they're they're dreaming aren't they Arsenal It'll it'll be a good title race win well I mean maybe it won't be but either way my point here is well, yeah. Okay. My point here is Arsenal are dreaming of winning the title. And that's that's very interesting. We'll see what happens after the, after the World Cup. But for now, I'm very much focused on the World Cup. And I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm obviously going to Argentina. I've mentioned it to kind of be like, well, Messi's last World Cup. This is what it's like. But we, I was supposed to be going for the Mexico in the Poland game. But we were like, I was like, it feels like it might be a bit of an anti-climax there. Was it Mexico? Pole? Yeah, Mexico. Poland in the last sixteen, so it feels like a bit of an anticlimax. So we changed it, so I'm going for the last sixteen and the quarterfinals. But obviously now, after losing to Saudi Arabia, <laughs> got to get there. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to start packing, and I'm, I'm going I'm to keep an eye on the. Well, obviously we're we'll watching it, but I'll be keeping an eye on the flights because if they don't beat Mexico at the weekend, then they'll be changing my flights again, and, and I'll, I'll be straight over. Um, so yeah, that is an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, I'm in World Cup mode now. I was like this during the Euros as well. Like, you go on and you see. Club accounts and stuff going. on. they're just just praising their own players. It's like can everyone just like get in the same boat for once? Like, can it not be <laughs> can it not just be tribal for a month? Um. So yeah, I, you know, I've I've absolutely no opinion on this type race. We've got loads of time to come back into that. Um. Yeah. W- World Cup, good result with Argentina. That you know, not not ideal for me, but it's a, it's a, it's a it's a result that kind of kicks off a World Cup, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm looking forward to well England aside a while. I'm looking forward to going out with mates on Friday night and watching that. I'm looking forward to. Uh, Brazil playing, Spain playing, Germany playing, yeah, and then obviously we got the good news from the city point of view that Guardiola's staying, so yeah, happy days.
2: Well, we will uh, reconvene ahead of uh, that Liverpool Carabao Cup game. I think Sam, I can't remember exactly the dates of when everything lines up. I can't remember even if uh, the World Cup final. Yeah, I I don't know if the World Cup final gets in the way as well uh, of when we could possibly record and when you're away, when Paul's away, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we will. uh, We'll we'll have another one of these. You know, uh, near nearer the the restart of the season. Anyway. Uh, Oh yeah,
1: we'll be back. But look, it'll fly. Look, it's the end of November now. It's only what three weeks, probably. Three and a bit weeks until the final, and everyone will be focused on the World Cup anyway, so it'll fly.
2: Yeah, uh, so let's
1: all like, let's just let's just like take this unprecedented opportunity to just to have a kind of nice little break in the season and not get too stressed out about things. And obviously, clearly, from a city point of view, things are going very well.
2: Yeah, so uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But for now, thank you very much too Sam Lee.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers for jumping on.
2: That brings us to an end for this special Why Always Us. Don't forget you can read everything on Guardiola's extension and uh, more in The Athletic right now for a pound a month for six months. Just use the code MANCITYPOD
1: The Athletic